Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. So can I ask you something? Mm, always. Do you hate it as much as I do when somebody calls you wise? I do. Really? And I do because I don't feel very wise. I oh. feel like I'm making it up as I go along sometimes. And sometimes I just feel like that there are people that are so much wiser than I am. They, they put thoughts together more completely than I do. So, I mean, I'll give you I'm pretty smart, but I don't know that I'm wise. How about you? I've never liked being called that. Not that I've been called that a lot in my life, but I, whenever I hear that term, whenever I see somebody that I think is wise, I always feel sorry for them instantly. Because you know why? about that. Well, you don't get wise as a human unless you've been through something. Oh, that's true. That is very true. And so the wiser a person is, the more shit they've been through. <laughs> that's the way I always looked at it. That is really a good way to look at it because it's really true. Right. You get wisdom through experience. Well, look at the medicine women or whatever you want to call the healing people around All here. All the yard women and All the those doctors. Yep. They carry their responsibilities on their shoulders and what they've seen mm-hmm. has worked its way into their lives and their personalities. Yeah. And practical is another thing. When you see somebody who's nothing but practical, then you have to wonder what happened to you to make that part of your personality now. But wise especially is a term for me that is happy and sad. I mean... There's a part of me that wants to take the red pill or whichever and <laughs> just whichever pill that well, whichever pill you're supposed to and just watch TV and not worry about stuff. I know I can't do it though. I've tried to do it. People will say, "Why don't you just take a day off?" and I try to. What is a day off? I don't know. A day off to me is more time in my garden. That's a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I I never have those kind of vacations. People will say to me, because, you know, I go to Britain uh, through every three or four years. I'll spend a month over there doing field research on the roots of Appalachian folk magic. Uh-huh. And people say, oh, you look like you're having such a good time. Oh, that's just, oh. And I am having a good time, but it's not a vacation. It's a work. I it's, go, I'm at work. It's a working vacation. Yeah, and a friend of mine decided she wanted to go with me last time I went. And that was so hard on our relationship. Because it's not a vacation, because you're dragging your suitcase through muddy fields, and you're going to talk to people that other people don't really want to talk to, and, and it just made it really uncomfortable for her, because she wanted more of a vacation, I think, and it just, I mean, I don't, I don't know what vacation is. I don't. Vacation is a state of mind. Yeah. And the only way that I can get to that place is when my I's are dotted, my T's are crossed, and... I've made all these arrangements, and and I can walk away from the cell phone for a while. Yeah, yeah. And usually it involves me being outside in the woods. There's going to be a campfire, a few guitars at least. Yeah, 
To yeah. me, it's a vacation. And really what it is is a redirecting of my thoughts away from the gafla in life. Do you remember that word gafla? No, it's, we didn't. It's G-H-A-F-L-A. I think Frank Herbert wrote that oh. word into Dune. I'm pretty sure he did, and I think that he defined it as the little mosquito that buzzes around and keeps you awake at night. So that's daily distractions, daily gaffa. And if I can get out in the woods, I'm going to look that up. I think that's what that was. I've used it that way through my life, and I don't know anyone else who uses it. So I I guess I'm that big of a dune geek out there. My Reddit feed is all dune stuff. It's all Atreides and all of that stuff. No real news. Oh, that's funny. So you do Reddit. I don't do Reddit. Ah, uh, you know, it's they're no different. They're all the same. It's just how they present it to you. It's all people rambling, and some people have more authority than other people do. Yeah. yeah. So you know, and some people do things with a purpose, and some people do not. Anyway, Gafla. So I have to get out in the woods. And get that oh, wow. gaffle away from me, the digital world. Oh, I love that so much. In the world of advertising, you learn about uh, repetitive words. And there's uh, the school of thought that says you have to repeat something eight times before somebody remembers it. Is that how many? Because I always remember people have to see it a certain number, but it's eight times. It's eight times. So head on, apply directly to the forehead. <laughs> Head on, applied directly to the forehead. They just said that over and over and over again. It was some commercial in the aughts, I think. I have no idea what head on is. In the aughts. Yes. In the aughts. Way back in the aughts. Uh, but I remember the commercial. And so that's huh. that repetitive advertising yeah. thing. So, so that's one of the reasons that you just... You see, billboard, 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 billboard. You can't drive anywhere. You can't listen to the radio. You can't walk into someone's house without their TV being on. You're going to get bombarded with advertisements when you are not in the woods. And if you're out somewhere in the woods, if you're in a private place, turn your (laughs) cell phone off. Yeah. Yeah, well, I have my phone on because I use like a camera. Well, yeah, yeah, that's all. I can't really, I mean, I will purposefully disconnect sometimes. And people are still looking for that, too. Do you remember sweat lodges when they got so popular before people started dying in them because they were really hard to do? Um, And there was all kinds of stuff going on. uh, And I'm a, I am somewhat of a bug about cultural appropriation, and that feels like, boy, didn't we take enough from the native people without stealing their sweat lodges? Oh, absolutely. But that, I know a lot of people do, <clears throat> and it's, it's important to them. So. Well, it, it was it be, because of the length of time that it was popular in mass, in mass excuse me, I consider it more of a, of a fad or a trend. The people who are truly into their sweat lodges have probably been doing it for a lot longer than that, yes, and they're still doing yes, it now, absolutely. and doing it without, in a respectful way if they can. Uh, so if I remember sweat lodges, people were just looking to to find that higher place, and they always have been. The sweat lodges was only one example we could go to. What are those, isolation tanks? I think we've talked about oh, them. Oh, gosh. You hate the thought, don't you? No, well, I don't, because, I mean, I love isolation, to be honest. I love to. 
Well, I guess I like chosen isolation. Like, I like to be in my dining room, and I like to have the door closed, and I like to only be able to hear the sounds from outside, birds and critters and whatever, and to not have any music or anything and just be able to be there present with with my thoughts. But, yeah, but it, it was a kind of a fad for a while that somehow you could reach this nirvana state by, you know, doing that kind of tank or sweat lodges or whatever. And, you know, so many Americans are just looking for an easy fix to something that's not easy. They want release from the the, the gaslight is what I think. Yes. Yeah, it's tiring. Like it's chronically tiring. People are exhausted and don't even realize it. Yeah. And sleep is another one of those issues that... Our sleep has radically changed in the last 200 years. Yes. Have you ever heard of sleep chunking? Yes. You have? I have. What do you think about it? I think it's interesting. So for those who are not familiar with the term, sleep chunking is when you sleep through a sleep cycle and then you wake up for a while. You might even get up and do things, and most likely you do. Uh, sleep chunking came around, I think, that... From what I can remember anyway, I'm told that sleep chunking came around mostly because we didn't have electricity. Yeah. There was a lot yeah. more dark, mm -hmm. and people would get up after four or six hours of sleep, and they'd work for four or six hours, and then they'd sleep again for two or three hours. And that was just the way that it was done. And nowadays, if you do that, and a lot of people over 50 just kind of naturally move to that, uh -huh. it's considered... Uh, some sort of insomnia if you do it chronically. Uh -huh. I feel tired if I go into that. I like to get eight hours if I can, yeah. if I can, if, period, I, period, can, period. So sleep chunking is not for me uh, anyway. I I don't know. I, I'm like, I, I'm a good sleeper normally. And when I feel sleepy, if I can go to sleep then, so like I've already got my teeth brushed right. and glossed and my face washed or whatever. If I can go to sleep when I'm really feeling sleepy, I'm good and I can sleep a good long time. But what's been happening to me lately is that I feel sleepy about, about 11 o'clock. I'm really, oh, I could just lay down. But then because I'm writing or I'm doing whatever else, I'll push it just a little bit. And then I push it too far. And you get the and, second wind. Yep. And then I'm not sleeping. Mm. And then I'm up till two or three writing or Facebooking. Or writing whatever. or Facebooking. Yeah. Well, you can go to Internet Archive and look up sleep chunking. Mm -hmm. And there are people who swear by it, and they'll go for years, and that's the way that they sleep. And they do it by choice is the thing that's interesting to me. Yeah. So yeah. I don't sleep well, that way by choice. I think just like everything else that has to do with humans is that that we, if we know our own bodies and our own responses, then we can set up what we need to, how we need to sleep, or when we need to rest if we can't sleep, what we need to eat, and when we need to eat it. But we really have to be listening to our bodies and not listening to the latest fad right. or the latest thing that's going to come across your Facebook feed that goes, oh, well, the way you are perfect and wonderful and, and exemplary and ascended master or whatever the other crap it is, that you just have to do this, and then that changes in about 18 months, and now it's this that you got to do. And so you just listen to your body. That's right. And I think the simple ways that don't don't 
cause you to have to do a whole internal analysis or remember a whole different set of instructions every time you do it. That works for me better. Getting in a routine is another one of those things. They say you have to do something 66 times in a row before it becomes an ingrained habit. Now, you can forget for a day or two in between there, but you basically have to do it that many days in a row before it's an ingrained habit. So, for instance, for those of you who are coming off of a cancer treatment or maybe just looking for some mouth help, mouth Health, help in general. <laughs> mouth help. Mouth what does that mean? health, help. Well, people have problems with their teeth. Are you getting no? And their gums. Yeah, yeah, I reckon so. <laughs> uh, my mom worked in uh, in a hospital for thirty four years in the oncology department. After certain treatments, they would they had a recipe for oh, no. mouth help. And huh. it goes all the way back many, many years through Appalachia, and it got brought into the hospitals here. And I don't know if it's anywhere else in the country or not, but mouth help mm-hmm. is uh, one-third part baking soda, mm-hmm. one-third part salt, and one-third part warm uh, distilled water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you put it in a mason jar. And the water is warm, and you swish it around mm-hmm. so that it'll dissolve that stuff, and then you uh, swish it into your mouth and gargle with it. And they, you're supposed to swish it in your mouth for a minute and and then spit that out and get some more and gargle with it for 30 seconds mm-hmm. and spit that out. And if you do that for every day for a couple of weeks, it will toughen up your gums and get rid of the uh, incorrect bacteria in your mouth. Nice. And so it the, it generally is regarded to help you very much, uh, mm. not just with bad breath, but also with your teeth and with your overall health. Mm-hmm. That makes sense because baking soda uh, affects your pH mm-hmm. and certainly the pH in your mouth. And bacteria can't live in it. No. And uh, my dentist and also my periodontist said to me that, because I have notoriously bad teeth, and that's from two two reasons, really. It's hereditary, because I'm from the British Isles, and mm-hmm. we traditionally don't have very good teeth. And my periodontist told me that people from Britain often have, and I can't remember which direction it goes in, but that our saliva uh, encourages our mouths to have more plaque in mm-hmm. them. There's something about the quality of our saliva that does that. Never that. But, um, but I had dental neglect for many years when I was young. And there's just not a lot, you know, if you have a genetic predisposition and years of neglect, there's just not much. You know, anytime I leave the dentist's office and I still got all, all my teeth in my mouth, mm-hmm. that's a good day. <laughs> it is a good day. Well, I think about my dad, and my mother was very proactive helping him. Oh, and good, good. we just had a mason jar of that stuff, and every day he would, he you know, he'd shake that mason jar a little bit, and and he would uh, gargle and use that mouth help. So um, it's called mouth help, and I've heard of this all my life, but I didn't know it had a name. Well, I I don't know if that's a formal name or anything. I just know that that was one of the things that the old timers did. And if you think about it, if you did that for 66 days in a row, what kind of health would your mouth be? Well, Uh, I think 
I will do that, and I'll see what happens, because I hadn't thought of that stuff in years. I will I will gargle with warm salt water sometimes if I've got, you know, an active, infected sort of place in my mouth. But I'm going to try that, and I'll let y'all know how it works. It tastes disgusting. Well, it does, but I used to brush my teeth with baking soda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that. And it makes them feel really clean. It like, does. Like after you polish your teeth. It most good. certainly does. My great-grandma would go cut a birch twig. Oh, and yeah, she yeah, brushed yeah. her teeth with baking soda and water and a birch twig. Now, was she Cherokee at all? I don't know. I don't know. She died when I was relatively young. I need to find out. Um, it's one of those slack areas in my life. But I believe she was more, I don't know. I, never mind. I don't know. So we'll find out. But I huh. believe that a lot of the old timers did not have access to toothbrushes. No. Until, well, when Lord, were toothbrushes no. invented? Do you know? I don't uh, but I feel, I mean, we've had them all my life, and yeah. I'm sure rich people had them uh, before poor people did. <laughs> uh, a special brush yeah. just for your teeth? Yep. Huh. The little birch twigs, and yeah. what she'd do is she'd get one, it'd be about uh, six inches long or so, and she'd take a little knife, and she'd just take about the end, about an inch away, and she'd just cut it into pieces, just kind of slice open the end. Yeah. So that it oh, was yeah. a rudimentary brush. Yeah. And then she just kind of, you know, brush her teeth with it. Well, because we are modern people who use tools, I happen to have a computer right here at my side. Oh, tiny no. tiny computer. And it says that the toothbrush as we know it today was not invented until 1938. Oh, okay. Isn't that something? I didn't until realize Until recent than I would have thought. Until then, people used something called a chew stick, which is just what you're describing. Oh. A little birch branch. It works like a little brush. Wow. Isn't that something? That is interesting. See, I'd probably go for sassafras. <laughs> of the oh, my gosh. Me, too. <laughs> me, too. Yeah. Uh, we got sassafras in the backyard. We should try that. We, yes. We should try that. In the spring, once the sap's running. We'll get somebody bit. else to try it, too. Oh, I'll try it. <laughs> Shoot, with my teeth. And I don't think you get any worse, really. No. No, they're not bad. They're not I'm under dental care, everybody. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. She looks fine. I look fine. I've seen her chew. I feel fine. I can chew. (laughs) So far, I can chew. So far, you can chew chew people out. You know, I I will attribute this not to my genetics, because my genetics are good in many ways, but um, I am the oldest woman in my family to still have all of her teeth. Well, most of her teeth. I have lost a few of the back. And her gallbladder. What do you think about that? Well, I'm proud of you for that. I think I've I've done something right. Who knows how I did that. Well, it's probably you're just too stubborn to give up your gallbladder. (laughs) You will not have my body parts. Yeah, well, I I I know people that have had gallbladder issues, and it's terrible. It's a terrible thing. Well, you see, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of the root of my problem. Phew. You know, anyway. um, Craig. Yeah. Hey. Hey, Craig. Hey, hey, ladies. We love you, Craig. <laughs> I hope you can use some of this. Yeah. Do you want to try for another subject? I think it was informative. Give it 10 more minutes. Why don't we uh, shoot for another show? Um, it, you've been going on for about 20 minutes. <laughs> Not that you're going on, but you know what I mean. Uh, and you never just do 10 minutes. <laughs> so anyway, um, I think you at least have a show there.
Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals. W-Y-R-D.